0: Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce to you Don Fidley, founder of Industries. Good evening, Don. How are you this evening? Excellent, David. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Oh, I appreciate you squeezing me into your busy schedule. So Don, kick us off with the why. Why did you start Industries?
1: Yeah, so I um, I started Industries 10 years ago. And before founding Industries, it was me running around to a bunch of different businesses and uh, helping them with their software development. And so I, I ran through the ranks. I was uh, a CTO in an organization, VP of software and a few. Uh, and every place that I would go to, I would be hiring development firms. And I noticed one thing was fairly clear is a lot of firms out there that we were hiring were very skilled technically, but were, were absent when it came to like the actual products they were developing. Uh, and so I founded Finestries with the idea that we would actually help companies go from idea through implementation and ensuring that they actually got a product that met the market.
0: Very interesting. So walk me through that process a little bit.
1: Yeah. So the process of software development typically goes from I have an idea and I'm looking to you know, create X, Y, and Z, or I'm looking to create a, a mobile app for, you know, my my group of entrepreneurs, right? And like, in that creation, you go and you, you f- you're you looking for a partner to actually help you develop that. Um, a lot of firms I saw were responding back, like, we know Node, we know React, we know, you know, reactive design. And your typical business owner who is, well, your technical business owner can, can handle those conversations. Um, what we found is we wanted to work with people who had brilliant ideas but didn't quite know how to get there. And so where we end up differing is we start with just discovery. We start with the idea that you, you know, what are you looking to accomplish Um, what is the experience that you want your users to have? Who are your users and how do you go about like interacting with them? And then additionally, how does this app fit into, you know, the world that they live in today, uh, and your world as well. And so once we go through this discovery phase, we have, uh, you know, our development outlined, we know what it's going to take and basically in that process. You know, let's say we have a six-month project. Well, we're actually set up that we'll be releasing and showing code and showing actual application to you every every week, every two weeks. So during this process, David, you're sitting down with us and we're showing you where we're at and how the application is progressing. And then as we get farther down the process, we'll help you create user groups so that you can see actual feedback from clients from customers during the development phase. This allows you to create any little changes that you may not have understood before or add additional capabilities to the to the application so that it actually meets the needs of what the market is going to bear. And so we run through this iterative process with you uh, to make sure that like the app you're getting is the product that you want to see hit the market.
0: So walk me through, uh, Don. Who is your ideal customer? Who tends to be the type of clients that hire you for software development and/or mobile app development?
1: I, it's funny you say that. We have we were having a discussion about this earlier today, and we have uh, clients that are Fortune ten companies, uh, and then we do a lot of work with startups as well. Uh, and so we kind of hit the. Everybody who's looking to launch a new product could be a potential customer. I'll tell you the ones that we have the most fun with are the people who are passionate about like, their experience and what their users are, are really looking to accomplish. Um, so when we work with Fortune 500 companies, they're usually, they're usually bringing us in because it's something brand new for them right? Like it's a new business line. It's a new piece of technology and they got to figure out how to incorporate it into their business for a startup. Um, startups come to us because we've, we've got a methodology and we've had a number of home runs ourselves. And that's one of those areas that like, it's, it's always great working with entrepreneurs because they, they're they really passionate about changing the world.
0: Definitely. They're just, uh, they're motivated, they're excited, they're you know, they're, they're part of something new. So it's exciting. Uh, the newness, the unknown, I think is really exciting for a lot of entrepreneurs as well. Exactly. Are there certain uh, industries you focus on? I know you talk about size of companies, but are there certain types of industries that you specialize in or enjoy working with more, whether it be more product apps or service apps or uh, certain types of products or certain types of services that you seem to enjoy more or just have had more success with that you could share with us?
1: Yeah, no, we've. We have a pretty good practice in financial services, uh, whether it's investment banks, retail banks, um, you know, startup payment services. Uh, Additionally, we have a small healthcare practice uh, and manufacturing as well. Uh, The nice thing is we've been really diverse in the customers that we've worked with, we're doing a project now in commercial lending. We have uh, projects in consumer goods. We've had projects in waste management. Uh, as well. We've done some online services. Uh, we even uh, built out a, a blockchain application for uh, Marketplace that was based on communal living. Ooh,
0: interesting. Yeah, it's all, over the, all across the board.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I would love to niche down. It probably would simplify life, but then there is a lot of excitement and just being able to create cool stuff, cool stuff.
0: So with that experience and this is such a diverse experience, could you give me a top three of type of businesses that must develop a mobile app to really take their business to the next level?
1: Um, You know, I think there's a bit of of saturation when it comes to the app perspective. Um, And so I don't know if it's truly necessary that every business has a mobile app. I'm finding though that it's definitely necessary for companies to have a, a, an AI um, component to what they're doing. We're now seeing generative AI come in in a way where the benefits of doing it and being part of the adoption cycle can really help catapult you. Um, we're seeing it time and time again. Uh, In the people that we talk to that they're they're leaning on using generative AI in processes that, you know, would typically be going towards a human. Uh, And we're part of this path right now where um, intelligence is going to the price of zero. Uh, And so as the technology develops it's going to be the early adopters who understand the limitations of the technology, as well as where they can place it in their company to, to go ahead with it. So if I was going to go for a top three list of what to look for in AI implementation, um, the first thing I look at is workflow analysis, right? So figuring out what the, the flow of work is through your business. The second piece of it is to um, identify the points where you have, let's say a an excessive amount of turnaround time. And an example of this is we were developing some updates to our website last year, and this is actually December of last year. So right when ChatGPT was starting to, to be released. And previously it would take us, um, You know, anywhere from two to four weeks to making an update on the website, mostly because as an agency, we are, you know, we're staffed to be on projects. Um, And so most people are that are doing work on our website happen to also be on projects as well. And we'd much rather serve our clients than taking care of ourselves sometimes. So um, it just kind of hits the back burner. Well, that two to four week process just in December, we took down to, I think it was a total of six hours from start to finish from when we had the idea to, you know, bringing that to market, like bringing the page up to date. And we were able to do that because the, the iterations around feedback loops of when we would submit some copy for our marketing team to review, and then the marketing team would get back and then the website would be updated. We were able to basically eliminate most of those steps. Uh, and so the third piece is to really assigning ownership, um, within your team of taking on AI, like every week now, uh, our team meets and each person shares how they've been utilizing AI in their, in their job or any like new tools that they found so that they're able to, uh, showcase, like, here's what we're doing to help expand the the work or expand what we're doing and there's two benefits that are going on with this one um our teams are accomplishing more than they have in the last six months than they have in the last few years and the second thing is people are actually working fewer hours and so we're kind of sharing the benefit of both right like uh, our team is less tied to their desk. Now they're able to go out and see clients. They're able to go out and attend you know, meetings that they wouldn't have before. And then additionally, they're able to spend it with their friends and family.
0: So that quality of life really trickles down too. Absolutely. That's great. The AI is definitely going to change the world. And uh, I don't think we really know exactly how it's going to change the world to its full extent yet, but it definitely has already made an impact, and. Any company that's not using AI is really missing the boat. And once they do embrace it, they're going to say, "Man, why did I wait so long?" That's a exactly. The double-edged sword of uh, anything new. It's kind of like social media. Like, oh, I need to be on social media. Oh, I just, its one more thing for me to do. And then once you get on it and you embrace it, and you have customer flow, and you know, business improves. Like, man, why did I wait so long to be on social media? It's all—it's all the same thing. It's just a matter
1: exactly.
0: of it's early. Like you said, the early adopters one are the ones that benefit. And eventually you're going to embrace it anyway. Why well, don't just do it now instead of waiting until last minute or wait till you're the last one to do it. But it's 100%. Uh, definitely a, a time-saver. And that's our most valuable commodity is our time. Yep. So, Don, walk me through. You said you started uh, 10 years ago. Walk me through as you've grown this company and scaled it and taken on more clients. Uh, walk me through maybe some mistakes you've made in the process of growing, whether it be staffing or whether it be... Uh, the AI world. Something you learn, and you learn a better way of doing it. Uh, just walk us through a mistake you made, but most importantly for our listeners, is what did you learn from that mistake? So what do you do now, in comparison to then, that makes things so much better?
1: You know, I would say that the the biggest mistake that I made in scaling the business was just taking on any client that we could, and this plays out in in probably every early early company right you're you're hungry you want to help out and you want to like you want to make sure that as many people get your service get your product as possible and what i ended up finding out is working with the wrong people can just be incredibly draining and to the point where you're left with no energy really to handle the important stuff uh and so Actually, this is only five, six years ago now where we actually, we took an effort to just, I'll give you the longer story as well. Um, I ended up completing a project with my team and then leaving for Africa like the next day. And I was going to climb Kilimanjaro with a group of my friends. And so, you know, Kilimanjaro is like a, a six day hike to get to the top and like the sixth day you start your climb at midnight and you're walking switch back up this last piece going from 14,000 elevation to 19,000 and a half until so right around like 6am you get up to the caldera and you're standing there. And like, I'm telling you, this is like the, you turn around and this is the most beautiful sunrise you'll ever see over the second peak. And In that moment, I went, yeah, this is okay. And just kind of like, it hit me that everything that was wrong with my business, with my life, wasn't an external problem. Because if I can sit here and not be wowed by the beauty of this moment, then that's all me. And so there's a longer story to this, but... I ended up coming down from that mountain and really made the shift that like Findustries would no longer be taking on projects just with anybody. Um, and that we were going to be more discerning as to who we were working with because I only wanted to work with friends from that point forward. And so we found a way just to, to make that work in which right after that, in the next six months, we ended up firing like half of our clients, um, and taking a pretty significant hint to revenue but it was important for us that we actually improve the quality of life that we had when we were working on these things, because it didn't matter whether we created the coolest projects in the world, if it was just a, a miserable experience doing it.
0: Right. And I think a lot of new business owners run the same trap. They want to service everybody. They want to hire everybody. They want to take on every client just to create some revenue to pay people and you know, just to help the books look good. And yep. then they, they all start to scale back six months, a year later, because they realize that the tough clients take just as much time as the easier clients and the cheap clients are take as much work as the more expensive clients. And you start realizing that Why am I putting all this time and effort into the person that pays me one tenth of what I make with the bigger clients? I rather spend my time with the clients that pay well and pay bigger. And my time is better spent. And you, you start to learn. I mean, it's just, I think it's just all part of the process. We all try to kind of sieve out the, the ones we want to work with, the ones we don't want to work with. And it's just a process and we all have to go through it, trimming the fat, you know, whatever yep. phrase you want to use. Uh, until you get to that happy place where you're like, you know what? I work with these clients. Uh, I'm, I'm gone from being the hunter to the hunted. That's one of my mm-hmm. favorite phrases because even as an entrepreneur and an inventor myself, you know, I used to go to trade shows and try and find every retail store to carry my product. Everyone here, come take my product. Then I realized that not every, not every store should have my product because they don't believe in it.
1: Exactly. And it's going to sit
0: on a shelf and it's going to sit on a the shelf. There's no sell through. There's no sell through. They're not happy anyway. I'm not happy either. And I'm calling them and trying to teach them how to sell. It doesn't matter if I teach them how to sell <laughs> if they don't want to sell. If they're not going to make effort, it doesn't matter how great the product is because it's going to be on a dusty shelf somewhere on the top.
1: Exactly.
0: I to realized it wasn't about hundreds and hundreds of stores carrying my product. It sounds nice. sounds impressive. But I'd rather have the 80% that kill it uh, versus right now is the 20% that kill it and 80% have it on their shelf. I had to flip those numbers to, hey, you know what? I read a service less stores, refuse to sell it to some stores. And now a lot of the 20% that were killing it offer them more support. Helped yeah. them kill even more so. And exactly and it's a relationship and it's a better experience versus me calling and say hey, would you like some more? I'm like, no, we haven't really sold the last ones. Well, how's that possible? <laughs> and we're moving them, but you're not. It's because the effort wasn't there. And I'm sure the owners you deal with are the same way. You, you teach them, you work with them, you help them, you develop the, or they don't know what they want. They, don't want. they don't know what the user experience should be. They're not sure. They're not able to put their, themselves in the user experience uh, mindset.
1: So it's like, how can you help them if they don't even know what they want the user experience to be? Well, and that's kind of the thing. We can definitely help people who aren't familiar with technology, right? We, we kind of, I would say we're, we, we relate what we do to being you know a, a translator right like we're basically translating your ideas into code and so like we handle that piece of it the space that i i would really highlight is like we decided that the people we work with we didn't want to work with assholes that was like the that was the line in the sand. We can teach you. We can walk you through the process. We can be those people that help you from that technology space. I have a client, he told me the other day. He's like, he's like every, every so often, he's like, I feel like I'm going to school with you. He's like, you sit us down, you teach us how to use this stuff. You show us what you guys are up to. And he's like, I just get giddy. Like I'm like a child with his backpack coming in to see you guys. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I can definitely appreciate that.
0: Great. And I hope you're listening.
1: <laughs> exactly. Cool There's to be a test later.
0: Exactly. Exactly. No, that's that's great. I mean, it's, it's the experience you want them to have with you and with the user experience. I think it's all about the experience, whether it be your experience with them or their experience with their customers. Uh, and you walk them through that. And like you said, understand their vision so you know, what to help them create and develop. You're not a mind reader. So they have to be able to clearly communicate what they want their experience to be. And if they don't know what they want, then you can throw some ideas out there, and hopefully something sounds good, and you can roll with things, and you can always pivot and change as uh, they test things and, and figure out what seems to work the best. Exactly. So, Don, walk me through a success story. Obviously, you take on clients, they develop, you know, software, they you know maybe do some A/B testing, maybe do a mobile app, you do different things that they want their their site to do. Uh, share with me maybe a success story of a service or a, a product business that just. Once they start working with you, once they tweak things, modify things, they had just great success and you're just so proud of the success they've experienced and it reinforces why you started FinDestries to begin with.
1: Um, It's kind of funny. There's like three stories that are coming up for me, but like, we'll talk about one. Um, you can do two. How's that? We have a I runner-up. Two. Okay. so you're
0: A winner and a runner-up. How's that?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So one short, you can throw one in too.
1: It's okay. uh, Awesome. Fantastic. All right. So one of the, one of those projects that I just absolutely loved is we were, we were hired, we were basically subcontracted through for a project. And so our client was like, this is a new line of business. We, we don't really know what we're going after, but you know, our old line of business. And so you can kind of take like what we have here and help us out. And so they landed a, a white whale of a client and they were like, we need you to build the product, run the trials, convince the client, the end client that like, this is going to be a legit business line for them. And so we, we ended up creating a product that like you, if you work in an office building, you likely use this service. And unfortunately, because of NDAs and everything, I can't disclose who this is. Um, because they're still in the process of rolling out this technology. But the long story short is it saved them like 80% of their labor. Wow. In their day-to-day operations. And this was a cash cow business that was generating something the order of magnitude of like tens of billions of dollars a quarter. And so their largest expense was labor in providing this service. And we turned something that they thought was going to be a disappearing business in the next like 10, 20 years into something that's going to fund their future development in their other lines of businesses. Um, at a rate of like, I think the final number was that they were 250% more profitable in that business line because of the technology that we applied.
0: Wow. That's incredible. So,
1: like I, that's what I love about what we do. like, I'll meet up with some of my peers and they'll tell me about the cool technology where they're working on. And I was like, my biggest successes aren't the ones that had like the greatest technology. They're the ones that actually had the largest result for the business that we were looking to, to go after. Um, and then additionally, we had a, we had another client that I'm, I constantly go back to where they were, they were looking to create a, a platform. And so it cost them, million to build the first iteration of this. And so it was like a a white label platform that they could use for their other customers. Uh, And they wanted to get it down so that they could launch a new customer instead of for 20 million, that it would be, you know, one to $2 million or something like that. Um, We spent like six months working with them and we, we evaluated every bit of their system, their process, their team, Uh, And help them to form a strategy that like, it wasn't just that they would get down to like one to 2 million. But over time, we gave them a process a methodology and helped them to implement that so that they could, they could further reduce that down to even less. Uh, And so like, look, I know not every project is going to be, you know, looking at spend of millions of dollars. But the the attitude and the ideas we bring into this world is, is helpful from whether you have a fortune 10 client or you know, you're really a startup that's that's looking to build, and especially if you're like a, you know, a, a middle-sized business that is just looking to for a way to innovate and expand. I love that we can actually help people.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Uh, do me a favor to help the
0: listeners, and as well as myself, give me a list of services you provide. Because we talked about a couple of different things that you learn from your mistakes and success stories and different types of industry they're in, but I feel like there's this this more grand list of services you provide. And I don't know if we've touched on all of them. So I want to make sure that anyone that's listening that could benefit from your services understands all the services you guys do truly provide.
1: Yeah. So we're to give you an idea. So Finistries primarily works in software development with artificial intelligence and blockchain. Okay. we, We work in the emerging tech now, not every project requires that. And even the projects that do, they require like other skill sets such as like mobile app development, web app development. The list goes on, right? We're really focused on helping you and your technology needs. So we do custom software development and we'll help you out with those projects. But if you need, let's say, let's say you need web app development or something that we're you know probably overpriced for, we have a partnership network that we built out. That's 60 of our partners that we've worked with in the past that we would recommend to anybody. Uh, and they have 16,000 developers amongst them worldwide. And so what we do is we may, we may do the custom software for you is one thing. We can also help you find the right partner for you to work with. Uh, and so it can be one of our 60 partners. Now, we can also help you with co-location services, um, telecom, really anything that is like, on your CTO's plate, we have partnerships that can help you find the right people. So we like to describe ourselves as like your, your CTO, your CEO's best friend, um, because we just happen to, to know the network of people who can provide that to you. And really the third line of business that we have is AI implementation. And so this is about like, how do you go from that? I'm, I'm a novice in this, to my business is now you know effectively running with the help of AI. Uh and that's a group that we have going uh in our AI mastermind.
0: Fantastic. I knew you did more. I just want to make sure I got it
1: out there. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thanks.
0: Sure. Well done, wrap up with the uh all the people are listening, they're excited, they want to hire you, but now you gotta find out how they can hire you. Uh so if you don't mind, give me your website, your social media handles, if you want to give out an email or phone, that's up to you. Uh but just wrap up with how they can get a hold of you, how they can hire you and learn more.
1: I love it. So the best way to Best way to get in touch with us and myself is feel free to email me. It's D O N at F I N D U S T R I E S So Don at findustries.co, uh, additionally, stay up to date with us on the website, findustries.co, uh, as well. And then, you know, on LinkedIn, feel free to follow findustries, uh, and myself, Don Finley. Perfect. Well, Don, thank you so much for your time.
0: I appreciate you squeezing in a busy schedule. Sounds like you have a lot of exciting projects going on. I know it's always hard to find the time to do things like this. So I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your experience with us tonight. Uh,
1: Not at all. I appreciate everybody who's coming on to listen. And David, thank you for giving yourself to this cause as well.
0: Well, you're welcome very much. I appreciate you taking the time. And you've listened to another episode of the Perky Caller Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in. What is the Perky Collar? It is a collar support system for dress shirts. That's right, over 18,000 of these amazing devices have been sold globally. How does it work? Lift the collar, add the Perky Collar with the long tapered ends on top, lower your collar on top, adjust to make sure it's even around the collar, and that's it. You've now transformed your droopy, saggy dress shirt collar to a brand new looking dress shirt ready to tackle Sweaters, jackets, blazers, and the collar still stays nice and tall. How do you find it? The website is perkyllc.com. That's spelled P is in Paul, E is an elephant, R is in Robert, K is in kangaroo, Y is in yo-yo. LLC, LarryLarryCharlie.com. That's perkyllc.com. Get yours today, or if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina visiting or live here, feel free to come by South Park Mall's kiosk located between Francesca's and Toomey best entrance is Magianos and Cheesecake Factory see you soon look your best have a great day Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company we solve clothing related problems such as a droopy saggy dress or collar the pocket square that doesn't seem to sit still pop- properly it unfolds it falls down The shirt that keeps coming untucked. Collar stays that keep curling on you. And more and more issues with your belt, cracking, splitting, holeless belts are the solution. You can adjust them by a quarter inch instead of having to go up an inch or down an inch. What about that lapel you want to use as an accent color to match a dress or as a color accent to your wardrobe? This and many other fun fashion accessories are available at perkyllc.com. Beyond innovation, we also have fashion accessories. Bow ties, you name it, from feather to blingy to wooden, even wooden ones that move, even wooden ones that showcase the skyline of cities all across the country. Check out perkyllc.com for all these great fashion accessories and innovative solutions. Are you ready to publish your own book? Do you have a story to tell? Does the world need to hear your story? Now is your chance. Go to H-T-T-P-S, colon, forward slash, go, G-O, dot, bestsellingbook.com, forward slash, Perky Collar Radio Show. That's right, it's as simple as that. They'll walk you through every step needed to publish your own book. And watch out, be ready to be an Amazon bestseller, maybe a Wall Street Journal bestseller, or maybe even New York Times bestseller. It all starts with a single step, and having the right team around you. Again, go to https colon forward slash go go dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash Perky Collar Radio Show. Look forward to seeing your amazing results.